Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Matron Saint of Nightmares podcast. Uh, I am the Acolyte. And I am the Matron. Uh, this episode, episode five, we watched uh, a Taiwanese film called The Tagalong. Um, it came out in 2015, um, and it's by a director called Wei Hao Cheng. Um, this was, uh, I think it's the highest grossing horror film in Taiwan, or like homegrown horror film. Um, it did, I think it was shown at the ending of uh, Taiwan's uh, Golden Horse uh, Film Festival. And uh, there's usually a um, uh, film awards attached to it. I think it was nominated for four films. But um, so, you know, it did, did, did quite well. Um, and the reason why we chose this one is because it's actually, well, my, my family's background is from Taiwan. And uh, um, of course, I think we definitely want to get into some more Asian horror movies. Um, but we just figured it'd be a fun one to kind of get into, find a more recent one and, um, you know, something that's kind of like, or at least from a place that's near and dear to my heart. Um, and, uh, yeah. So this movie's called The Tagalong. Um, and, uh, it's actually based off of a urban legend in Taiwan and it's not a very big urban legend, but, um, it's somewhat substantial. There is, um, it's about this little girl in a red dress, um, and it originates from a, uh, video of a family hiking, um, in the nineties. And, uh, there was this TV show that had, um, sort of like a ghost hunters type of TV show. And they right. were, uh, asking for, um, any old found footage of, spooky things and they managed to find this video of a family um hiking and at the end at the end of their hiking party there's this little girl that's wearing red and um it was verified by um you know people that that um check out yeah to yeah. authenticate the video to make sure it wasn't edited or whatever and uh seemed to check out um one of the spooky things was that the family um, since I think like sending the video, I was refused to talk about it. Um, so that I think adds to the mystique of all of it. Mm -hmm. Um, in the area, apparently where they were hiking, there is an abandoned theme park. Um, and so there are theories that this little girl was lost from the theme park and, uh, got lost in the woods. And so there's a little bit of that. Um, and then, um, in the course of the next few years, about 20 years, there were, there've been people that have reported that they've seen this little girl in different places um and um i think there was a i think there was like a some guy that was following trying to look for this girl and he ended up almost getting into a car wreck and that kind of stuff um and so yeah there's, there's, there's it's a bit of a taiwanese urban legend um and uh i think that yeah they decided to make it into a movie now the movie um definitely puts it in a more superstitious uh, super uh Supernatural? Is that the yeah, word? Supernatural. supernatural type of uh, uh, situation. And basically, um, this is a forest spirit. It's said to be a forest spirit that um, takes people away um, and it kind of feeds on their guilt. Mm -hmm. um, and, um, and so we're introduced to this little family. There's a guy, um, his name is um, um, uh, Zuei. And uh, he's living with his grandma. Um, it's just him and his grandma. Um, and then um, he has a girlfriend who's a radio DJ. And um, basically, the movie starts with the grand one of grandma's um, friends had disappeared. And I think it's 
it's um, well, actually, they show in the movie the, the the grandma's friend gets taken by this little girl, um, and then in uh, once they find the grandma's friend, the, the the spirit actually moves to the grandma and takes the grandma away. Right. Um, and so there's a bit of this um, thing where this girl basically is. Um, swapping people out essentially and taking them and then once one of them is found another one disappears and one important part of that is i guess that you have to say someone's name mm-hmm. so i guess grandma's friend what actually must have said her name and that's why the yeah uh, the spirit went yeah. to her um and uh just want to shout out to my cousin jill who's a therapist up in the pacific northwest um Woo! Hope you guys are holding up well in the fires right now. Um, but um, she um, she was telling us that um, there's a lot of little Taiwanese superstitions and and there's so when you're out at night, you know, you try not to say your friend's full name. You try to give them a nickname because if a ghost hears your real name, then you know they could take you. Um, what else was she saying? Uh, oh, when you're out in the forest, don't wear red. Don't mm-hmm. show red. If you have red, either change out of it or have it cover it. Um, and so the little girl in the red, I think there's, um, it, it kind of alludes to that sort of superstition that, that exists. Um, don't look behind you, right? Yeah, or if uh, if you feel somebody tap you on the shoulder, because that happens a few times in the movie. If you feel something tap you on the shoulder, don't turn around. Um, and uh, yeah, so um, it's kind of cool because, you know, I think uh, g- growing up and going to Taiwan, you know, there is... Um, there is a higher level of superstition that I think I experienced um, just culturally over there than yeah. in the States. And, uh, you know, like we mentioned in Blair Witch, um, you know, we, the the matron and I grew up in sort of religious in, environments. And even by comparison, I think um, um, Taiwanese culture is a little more traditional and a little more superstitious too. Um, and for the record, um, before we get too far, I just wanted to say if anybody wants to look up that picture of the girl um, that was caught, like the actual uh, real photo, not the one that was used in the film. Yeah. I encourage everybody to look it up because it's not just like there's like a smudge or like a shadow. Yeah, it's clearly. It's clearly like a face. human person. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's like very present in the yeah. photo. It, yeah, yeah, just go on Google. Um, yeah. Or uh, I would actually recommend YouTube because it's a video. So right. go on YouTube, just type in "little girl red dress Taiwan," and it's like in some it. compilations of like ghost videos that you never want to watch alone or something like that. Yeah, you know, yeah. but like it seems to be a pretty popular one that's out there. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, okay, so what do you think about the movie, or what what were your kind of takeaways? I am really excited that we're getting into more like Asian horror movies. Um, and I love this idea. I think, first of all, little girls are terrifying. Can we just be honest? <laughs> Kids are scary, man. Insidious, um, Rosemary's Baby, The Bad Seed. The Ring. The Ring. I mean, we could go on. So, you know, it was it was creepy. And I yeah. also like how it was, it's very different from like American horror movies, I feel like, in what they, uh, what they, portray because it's not like the the quintessential american like jump scares mm-hmm. but it's really creepy yeah, yeah it's, it's creepy. sort of in that style of you know you'll see something in the in the in the corner of the frame as it's panning yeah or something like that so yeah. it just kind of creeps into the frame and yeah and yeah you have this you almost kind of brace yourself because there are moments where you're like 
American horror film would probably do a jump scare, but it doesn't really do that, you know? Yeah, which um, I appreciate. I hate jump scares. Yeah, cheap. they're cheap. Yeah. yeah. They're cheap for sure. Um, but, um, so I think one of the things that they talked a lot about, uh, talked about the movie um, just straight away is this idea that the spirit comes and it kind of eats your guilt, right? Yeah. Um, or it doesn't eat your guilt. It eats your brain. It eats your brain. But it preys on you because of your guilt. It's, so it okay. uses your guilt Got to it. like, yeah. to catch you. Yeah. Which I thought was brilliant. Like, yeah. what a great way to portray that. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think they're, you know, in the beginning of the movie, you, you, you see that um, this young couple, um, um, this guy living with his grandma, they, there's this interesting tension between all their individual relationships, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, so what, what did you think about that? Yeah, I think that, um, and one thing that we talked about was the expectations that they're kind of putting on each other. Mm -hmm. So one thing that pops out right away in the beginning of the movie is that everybody, that um, the all three of the main characters aren't getting their needs met by their relationships, mm -hmm. basically. Mm -hmm. So um, grandma initially is talking to her grandson and saying, you know, you should spend more time with me. You should eat. You should sit down and like actually digest your food. Yeah. We should have time together. She cooks a lot for him. He, yeah, she cooks a lot for him, and he is kind of um, painted out to be kind of like a workhorse, like yeah. somebody who's like constantly working. Um, she she mentioned that he had only been home for like four hours that night yeah. because he was working. Uh, he's a I guess a realtor. Yeah, real estate agent. Something like that. In, Something like yeah. that. And um, and she's encouraging him to, she's pressuring him a little bit to get married. Yeah. So him and his girlfriend have been seeing each other for five years. Yeah. Um, and it then we find out that he actually wants to get married. And the girlfriend is, marriage isn't in her, her life plan. Yeah. Like she doesn't, want she doesn't want it. Yeah. Um, when she's, you know, on the radio, she actually like has a conversation about marriage being like a tomb. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, is uh yeah is uh what, what was that marriage is the the, the tomb of uh, love yeah where, where love goes to die yeah. and uh and so she has like a lot of strong feelings about that and then there's also just some like feelings that she's having about or like kind of some hints about like what she wants in her life as like independence yeah so she's talking about like she she talks to her boyfriend and says that she doesn't want to get married she doesn't want to have kids yeah um and she says we've talked about this a lot and i'm gonna get angrier if you keep if bringing we, yeah. it up like this is this is where i'm at like you have to take it or leave it this isn't gonna change yeah and i i respected like her direct communication about that because yeah. i think um like she was being very clear and very like it seemed like she really had a perspective on what she wanted yeah, and it's a conversation. It sounded like it's a conversation they had already. Yeah, they've you know? had it before. Yeah. Um, and there's this part where he's showing her this um, apartment that he'd already actually mortgaged his grandma's house without her knowledge yeah. um, to put a down payment on this place so that they could get married and live there and have children. Yeah. And she is, I mean, I think that it's pretty rational to feel like betrayed by that. Yeah. I think that that was... I, without talking to her, without asking her, without right. her seeing the place, without... And she was almost... She was a little upset for the grandma, too. She's like, you, you just didn't tell her? Yeah. 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 Like, One of the first things she says was like, she's not going to think this is my idea, right? Yeah, like, that's, that's, like no, she could no. actually think this is my right. idea. And then 
Like, what are you doing, man? Yeah. Um, I will. I will also say. I think there is. Um, obviously, this is an exclusive to like Eastern Asian sort of like countries, but there is a, a, a sort of like compared to Americans, there is a, a slightly higher um, familial expectation from each other, and, and more um, a higher level of duty that I think people feel like owed to each other a lot of times in the families and so there is a lot of pressure that comes from that um mm. and i think part of the problem in the movie though is that they don't really talk about a lot of it right um because like we mentioned the the the, the guy he doesn't Community. doesn't t- uh, doesn't t- tell his grandma that he's mortgaged her house for yeah. a new place you know and and um and they, the, the way that he kind of like talks about even marriage and getting into that, you know, like he's setting everything up like it's a surprise, but she's sort of like, we've already talked about it. I don't want kids. How can you like spring this on me, you know? Mm-hmm. And so there's this like, there's a bit of an expectation like, oh, well, if we're together, we're going to get married and have kids, you know? Yeah. Or, um, and the grandma, I think, even with the grandma, it's like, you, you know, I, I think, I definitely think that it's not wrong of her to expect that her grandson would spend more time with her, you know, but but it is like a, it, it is a sore spot in their relationship and he doesn't really pay her that much mind, you know? Yeah. Um, she's sort of there. Um, and, uh, but I think part of it too, though, is that he is working really hard to, because to, I think in the, in the end of the movie, the grandma mentions that the family used to be quite, kind of well off and now they're really poor and so he's having to grind to, to, to kind of make money for them. Um, but yeah, so there is that element that I think is sort of addressing um, that maybe isn't that, apparent sometimes to American audiences maybe is this like familial sort of duty to each other yeah and again I'm not saying it doesn't exist here but I I think um it is something that is better understood I think from a sort of eastern Asian audience yeah yeah different perspective and different culture and I feel like um that's one thing that I had to keep like checking myself in the movie because like, part of me was saying, like, just let my girl live, you know? No, absolutely. Like, yeah, yeah. like, let my girl live. Get off her back, you know? Like, and, and there was moments where, like, I felt like he was being, like, pretty paternalistic. Absolutely. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, just, like, in not top, like, making big financial decisions without, like, consulting people. Yeah, life, just, like, right? you guys will be fine. Like, yeah. I'll make the decisions. It's right. cool. Yeah. Um, and then just kind of, like it just seemed like he was kind of like rolling his eyes at her a little bit. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. You're saying you don't want to get married now, whatever. Right. Like he was dis- oh, he almost dismissed her sort of like, like pretty adamant position on like marriage and kids. Yeah, yeah, totally. And at the same time, they were pretty cute together. They were cute. They were pretty fresh. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, they could tell that they like loved each other, that she loved him. What I'm hearing is you want me to take you on a moped ride. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> Romantic ass moped ride. <laughs> hey, live in large. But it's but it comes back to like communication and expectations, I think too. Yeah. Like like what kind of um, and it's kind of what we were talking about in Midsummer actually, mm-hmm. when we watch Midsummer, like what do we owe each other? Right. Like what are we able to ask for? What is our debt in a relationship? Like right. does that exist? Like what what are our responsibilities? And I think this movie takes like a very traditional perspective on that. Yeah. And like a very, uh, like very clear perspective on this. Yeah. I think, uh, I said to you as we were watching it, I was saying like, this is some marriage propaganda. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there was a moment later on too, in the end of the movie towards the end where, um, 
you can even, I mean, not even you can, but like it almost makes a pro choice. <laughs> or <laughs> or no, pro life, yeah. A pro life argument, you yeah. know? And like, um, and uh, I mean, and, and again, I don't think like even culturally, I don't even think they're thinking about that mm-hmm. in that way. Maybe a little bit. And, and because it is more of a traditional culture still, like I right. think there is still that like norm, really. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then you could even, it's funny because you could, you could draw some pro-environmentalist type uh, themes yeah. too, because, yeah. it, you know, they, um, they end up having the, they, they get a search party to go look for um, the missing people um, in a forest. And then part of the mythology is that, um, you know, the forest, um, whenever a tree that isn't meant to be cut down in the forest, because all, they say all trees have spirits or, and anytime a tree that, is cut down before it was meant to be cut down um you have to the that its spirit has to be traded with a human spirit that gets planted in the forest right um and um and basically so the, i think the only the biggest gripe that we had about the movie is the, the the ending of the the last 30 minutes was a little tough to figure out what exactly they were going for yeah, I think that the ending left a lot of loopholes, which is kind of unfortunate. Like, there were some things that didn't get explained. Yeah, when like, we, we, we were on the phone with uh, my cousin and uh, her boyfriend, he was sort of like, it felt like Game of Thrones, where they set it up for a yeah, season. There was, it was rich with all these things that you could uh, draw from in terms of, like, storylines yeah. and motifs and, like, symbolism and all that. And then it kind of... Fell off. Fell off, yeah. yeah. You know. But and and actually, it was th- what I was thinking about too was um, uh, something that I brought up in the Blair Witch Project was that what the Blair Witch Project did really well is it never shows you in full what it is that's supposed to be scary. And yeah. I think this movie kind of does that. Um, does the opposite of that, right? Like it, it, it yeah, you see it's it. creepy in the beginning, and then at the end, they show you the monster. It, when right. you're shown the monster, the the mystery kind of disappears, and then it's then it's a then it's an action movie, right? Because then yeah. you're fighting the monster, you know. Right. Um, and so there's a bit of that, but very different perspective. Yeah, for sure. And I think that that's another thing that um, your cousin was saying too was that I think unfortunately the when you do see the monster, that it's a little. I think it kind of removes the fear a little bit. Yeah. Because, like, with everything, like, CG, CGI stuff isn't going to look yeah. perfect. And I think with this one, it just kind of... It's the uncanny valley, right? Exactly. Like, like, exactly. No matter what, you can't, you can't artificially make something that... Or, like, you can only get as close to the real thing as possible. Right, right. right. Like, at one point, it becomes kind of, like, hokey. Yeah. Or like, creepy or something. So... Yeah. So yeah, that was that, and and when when I saw the the girl, when I saw her like dead on, I think it was way way scarier when I would just see like a glimpse of her or something. Right. Yeah. And then I think when I saw her dead on, I was like, mm, come at me, you yeah. know. <laughs> I was like, all right, well, yeah, that's scary. I think a post birth abortion on you. I know. That's so. That's one of the loopholes that I feel like wasn't really closed. Was that um, there's this pretty evocative moment where. Um, uh, Yijin, how do I say it? Uh, Yijin, Yijin, yeah, yeah, Yijin, Um, thank you. She is in the forest and she kind of gives it gets impregnated by the spirit, right? And then gives kind of like birth to a spirit baby. 
um, that grows into this like bloody, I don't know, it looks like six or seven year old yeah, or yeah. something. And the child is saying like, why didn't you want me? Why didn't you want me, mommy? Mm-hmm. And calling her mommy. And so it was almost like this pro-life, like weird pro-life commercial. Yeah. But also it was like, they never talk about her having an abortion. So I don't right. know if that's just like the idea of having children. Right. And so it's like her, her like oh, possibility of having children mm-hmm, and the, mm-hmm. her future children are saying, why don't you want me? Like, why don't you want to have me? Mm-hmm. Um, and that was like... I have a lot to unpack about that because I think that it comes back to our discussion about like expectations, Mm -hmm. but it also comes back to like responsibility, right? Like it almost kind of created this picture that she had a responsibility to have these children, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like she had a responsibility to give birth for sure. And they were saying like, why don't you want me? Why don't you want me? Yeah. Um, so I don't know if that was like an abortion thing, but they didn't really talk about her having an abortion. Yeah. Um, so I almost think that it was like, her ability to give birth, like her future yeah. children or something. Yeah. Or, and that was kind of, kind of bizarre. Um, and there was also kind of this like idea that the tree, the people, the people whose souls were planted in the forest yeah. uh, to replace the trees. We're not really sure who those people are. Right. And they kind of just come out as ghosts. Yeah. Um, and ultimately when our heroine is able to take down the evil spirit, the girl in the red dress, yeah. um, with a flare, it kind of seemed like, um, what's going on with those ghost people now? They just right. kind of left they them alone. There, they're just like, they're like, like, Oh, okay. You got her. So yeah, you're free that, to go that now. Was a little like not well explained. I was like, I don't get it. So, and I don't understand like how, over time, nobody's killed that person before. Right, like, and these people just disappear. And like, like yeah. 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 So, there were some, like, there were some loose ends. And then ultimately, in the end, um, it shows the family kind of being fulfilled, right? Mm-hmm. And the, the, um, the woman, or Yijin, mm-hmm. says that um, on her radio show that she's been very happy lately. She's pregnant. I think they're married and she's living with him and his grandma in their original apartment. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, on the one hand, it seems like a compromise cause they're not living in that fancy place that he bought. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Without consulting them on. Yeah. So that feels like kind of nice. Yeah. And then on the, like the other side of that is, um, that in order to feel happy, she had to be pregnant. Right. I would I mean? push back slightly on that. I, I, I'm not disagreeing that yeah. that was part of the messaging, but I think one thing that she says at the end too is like, um, what did she say? It was like, your heart is a forest and yeah, you have like to let that. like that, like your the, the, the individual trees grow. And I, and I think there were scenes where she was like hanging out with the grandma and like, it seemed like, so it seemed like relationally all of them were like spending more time together and those sort of things. Yeah. But yeah, uh, there is a more traditional messaging of like, and then have kids to be fulfilled. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But yeah, you're, you're right. And I think a lot of it too is about like work-life balance. Yeah. Cause she was still working, right? Yeah, yeah, like she yeah. was still working. Yeah. Um, but they were spending more time together and mm-hmm. they were like having moments together and, yeah. and prioritizing that. And that's why I like her, the end, like the forest of your heart speech yeah. where she's, where she's talking about that. Cause she's talking about different areas of your life and yeah. how it's not about just one thing. Yeah. And how we're all trying to find, like, balance. And, yeah. And also she says, like, t- keep time for yourself. Right. 
right? Like, yeah. keep time for your life, man. And she, uh, she also said, you know, every once in a while, let your secrets out into the light. Um, yeah. Which I kind of liked, and that that goes back to, you know, the the ever important idea of vulnerability, and I think that was part of uh, part of a lot of the sort of interpersonal issues that they had was there's some things that weren't being spoken right and yeah. like whether it was cultural expectation or cultural pressure or familiar pressure or whatever um but they were all kind of struggling under some weight of expectations that could have been not very easily but i think could have been addressed if they were talking about it right um some darkness of you know i think maybe it was good that like the mystery of what well, did you have an abortion or not or whatever but there was something that wasn't being brought up right right and i think the, the the boyfriend had a hard time understanding why she didn't you know and so i think and again it's not her fault but right. i think absolutely there was what she was saying was just you know i think it's good to try to like be able to communicate and, and air out sort of the things that you have inside to especially with the people that you love right and, right and those right. sort of things and so um yeah the the the, the end bit because she's doing her radio show and she's kind of reporting back um um and uh and it was it was a, it was a lovely way to end it. I think at least that statement in and of itself. Yeah. The the having a baby thing is questionable, but I know that was kind of like I kind of bristled at that a little bit, like from, you know, just yeah, bristled. Um, but I, I agree. Like the, the ending speech was pretty great, and I think too when we're talking about guilt, like a lot of times when we talk about guilt and shame, like, um. There's that old saying from like AA, Alcoholics Anonymous, 12-step meetings that they say like uh, shame lives in secrets, mm. right? Um, there's also like one that's like you're only as sick as your secrets. Right, right? yeah, I think I've and, heard that one before. And I think like guilt and shame are, they're fascinating and I'm obsessed with guilt and shame in oh, yeah. my clinical work because it it just causes us to do so many things that are so bizarre Yeah. Um, in an effort to try to like either run away from feeling it or, you know, hide secrets or whatever. So I think guilt and shame and the fact that the the spirit feeds on guilt is pretty provocative. And I wish that they would have been able to say a little bit more about that, like yeah. go into that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I think that could have been like really rich yeah. um, because, uh, because that's kind of, it kind of comes full circle at the end when she's talking about like giving light to your secrets. And, yeah. And bringing things to surface. Because I think, honestly, that's, like, the best... One of the best ways to fight, like, guilt and shame is to, like, be able to tell somebody else. Yeah. Classic Brene Brown, man. Vulnerability and, you know... Yeah. Brene's getting shout-outs. She's getting matched. Matron Saint. We kind of like her. I know. Damn. (laughs) But it's true. And And it is a really powerful thing. And, you know, I think a lot of us do some of... Some things that we would never imagine ourselves doing because we feel guilt or shame um and we're trying to not feel it so that's pretty fascinating and i like that the the spirit used guilt and shame to like lure them so she they could she could like eat their brain yeah Yeah, (laughs) so she could like take over their consciousness or whatever um because it is i like the way that they kind of conceptualize that as a vulnerability Mm -hmm. right like, oh, you have a lot of guilt. Like, that's a weak spot. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we can use that. We can leverage that. Yeah, it's interesting because we've seen, a, we've seen a few shows and movies recently where the spirit or some, you know, like, uh, entity Force. feeds, they, they feed on pain. 
Yes. But this one was slightly different because it was guilt and shame, you know. Mm-hmm. Which actually kind of makes sense in more of an Asian context, I think. Um, yeah. But, yeah, there's a lot of guilt and shame involved in sort of some more Eastern Asian cultures. And that's um, oftentimes how we, what we use to motivate people. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, okay. Just about to wrap it up, but uh, who were you in this movie? Grandma. <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah. Grandma, for sure. First of all, she loves karaoke. Yeah. Um, she's feisty. Yeah. She can cook better than I can, because I just don't cook. Um, but she is a survivor. Um, and I really, yeah, I, I like her. Um, and I think that I wouldn't have gone into the forest, like... <laughs> honestly like if I was under a trance I would have but like um with Eugene she just like goes in to try to save everybody and I'd be like peace guys <laughs> Go find a new sorry boyfriend. fam <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think I'm that brave the road for us good to know good to know <laughs> she was walking into the into the forest I was like no, no. <laughs> cool yeah. yeah so um dear acolyte should you get abducted I'll send Good vibes your way. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers, baby. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> Just kidding. Who are you? Uh, I was the the old security guard at their. Oh, uh, he was my favorite character. Yeah, yeah. Yes, um, you totally would be him. Cause, cause the main dude. Yeah, and the girl, they, like they had their own thing, you know. Yeah. But yeah. the there was a security guard that who's um, the security guard for their um, apartment building. He helps him out a lot, and he actually gives him some key information and how to, like... Um, but he also kind of gets possessed at some point, too. Mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. gets fucked with. So, I don't know, but, yeah, like, I'm going to be real. Like, I'm not I'm not going to... I'm not going to pretend like I'm the hero. So, I'm often, like, going to be one of the guys that dies in the movie. <laughs> so, you know, just trying to be humble. Yeah, stay humble, man. Um, stay humble. And there were no deaths in this movie. Yeah, there were no deaths in this movie. Right. Um, so, lots of possessions. A lot of possessions, and I don't know. The people seem to get kind of messed up. Like the spirit would possess yeah. them and like mess with their eyes and stuff. And yeah, they, faces would get all, like, like gray sick and, and like. And shit. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, nobody died. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, what did you? How would you kind of rate this movie? We need to think about this scale. <laughs> we say this every week yeah. that we're going to think about it and come up with something different. I, I think By I would... By episode 10. Yeah, there we go. That's our goal. Um, I think I would probably give this one like a four, I think. Okay. Four out of ten? Yeah. For scary. Four out of ten okay. for scary. Because it's, it's, it's creepy, man. It's, yeah. it's scary. Yeah. I think it was probably more scary than anything we've watched. Yeah. Just in terms um, of... Because we haven't like watched like terrifying movies. We've watched like more... No. More thoughtful horror movies. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely have more of a... Horror feel, feel um, horror feel like traditional horror, Com- yeah, yeah, compared to Blair Witch, right? Um, but yeah, a little more of a traditional um, um, horror. I think we 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 could. It'll be better to compare when we start watching some more of the other more well known Asian ones. Yeah, um, we'll get to those eventually. Um, what would you rate it? 
Scariness, I'd give it like uh, probably a five or six for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I did catch myself being thankful that we watched it at one in the afternoon. <laughs> um, and I'm always am. I think it would make one of these days we need to do an episode where we watch it at night. We should do we'll just like a scary, scary movie. Yeah, and yeah. Just... And we'll record it in the dark in my yeah. bedroom and you can hear me cry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, until next time, sweet dreams. Sweet dreams.